now we're, we're cutting into the time that we've got. <laughs> that is too funny. And I was on a great roll. I was on you a were on a roll. roll. You can make it up and go from there. Maybe my story was too long, and you just decided, hey, what we'll do is we'll we'll cut <laughs> no. it and then just have you redo it, so that way I. Oh, I wish. It. I wish that was the case. On this week's episode of the Selling Podcast, we talk about dress code, what to wear and what not to wear. All right, we're recording. With over 50 years and millions of worldwide traveled miles between the two of us, we have tasted defeat and relished in sweet, sweet victory. Looking for inspirational entertainment, motivation, and practical insights to drive your business? Welcome to the Selling Podcast. Or maybe just what to wear and when. Anyway, Mike, you have an appointment coming up, you were saying. I've got an appointment coming up, and it's kind of a requirement that I wear a, a suit coat. And I am not looking forward to it. I don't like suit coats. You look great in a suit coat, though. No, I look like I'm wearing a tent, and it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why I want to talk about this. Many, many years ago, when I was a medical device rep, I was my great boss came on a ride-along, which we should probably have him on. It'd be great. I mean, one of the great life's lessons I learned from him. In this ride-along, I would, had slacks and a polo shirt. I was putting braces on people, medical knee braces and whatnot, so I needed to be somewhat active. It looked like I came off the golf course. Like, I was dressed nice. I had nice shoes on, not tennis shoes, you know, dress shoes and whatnot. Pharmaceutical reps, I don't know what they're doing nowadays, but when I was there, they were white shirt, tie, or some sort of, you know, suit. And the ladies also blazer of some sort. Um, so they looked really good. Still Standard the attire. It hasn't changed? I don't know. I don't sell pharmaceuticals. But yeah. I would imagine yeah. it's about the same. So after at the end of the day, my boss said, hey, I really want to talk to you about something. I said, sure, anything. He said, the way you're dressed. I said, yeah. He says, you look professional. And I said, well, thank you. He said, I want to give you a little bit of feedback, though, if you should take it. You should always be the most dressed up person in the room. I said, what? And he says, yeah, you should be the most dressed up person in the room. Now, mind you, I have some doctors who are older school mentality, and they came dressed up with blazers. You know, they were dressed up. So one of them had a bow tie on always. Like, that, that was his style. So he said, yeah, you should be the most dressed up person in the room. If you're doing a presentation, look professional. Don't look like a bum. I said, I'm not a bum. He says, no, you're not. But it's golf attire. Don't wear golf attire to, a, to one of some of these meetings. I, I completely agree. Mike, when do I know when to... You do? Oh, I absolutely agree. It was agree. South Florida in the summer. I know. I know. And I've done the same thing. And I always wear a tie when I'm going to meet with customers. I'm not saying don't. I'm saying I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's because it's just one of the things that you it's basic requirement, right? That's what you're expected to do and you always dress kind of one step above the next person. And it's not an an intimidation, not any kind of thing like that. It's just to establish that you are really a professional. Establish dominance. If you want to put it that way, yes, established on no, no. it's just it, it's credibility, it's professionalism, and it, it just makes a, a difference, and it also makes a difference in your mindset. What do you mean? 
when you play a game, if you're an athletic kind of guy, when you're going out to play a game of football or basketball, you change instantly the the minute you put the uniform on. Wait, wait, wait. Right? Don't tell me you go play, like, church basketball in, like, a LeBron James jersey. Oh, no, 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 no. Because no, that, no, that would be no, hilarious no. if you're that person. Like, I've known you for I this many not... years, and I didn't picture you. I can see you, though, showing up in, like, some NBA jersey or some oh, NFL I got jersey. For... <laughs> yeah, I got the tearaway sweats. I got, I throw powder in the you're air. You're going to play your no, it's... Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but think about it. Um, there's a reason... When you when you dress the same, you know the way that the team is dressing, it changes your mindset. It mm-hmm. physically changes when you are prepared and you're dressing the part. It's an, just a, an outward indication of what's going on internally. That's so I, difficult. I know. I I really do believe that, but I hate it. <laughs> I just want it's to a be challenge for me. Like I feel better when I'm comfortable. I want to be comfortable. Act- I want to talk to people, and I so I want to be nice and relaxed. Okay, let me ask you this then: You're going into work now. Yeah, you're wearing a tie. So here's the funny thing, and this is why I bring it up. This is why we're having this conversation. So I teach a church class early in the morning. For right now, I'm teaching sophomores and juniors, high school students, and I. They get there. We start at 5.50 in the morning and we go to 6.45. And so that's my morning routine. I dress up, white shirt and tie, Monday through Thursday, and I teach the class. On my way to work, I take off my tie every single day. Like I'm already dressed up in a shirt and tie, yet I take off my tie before I go into work. So why do you wear it to teach but not to work? Because it's the it's the it's a required or it's a suggested uniform for the teaching, so the, all the teachers Why? are are somewhat uniform for respect, well, first, for respect yeah, it, for for what you're exactly. teaching, what you're doing, right? It, respect for what you're teaching, and also so that the kids will respect you. Yeah, right. Theoretically, yeah. now I want to meet the person who invented the necktie because I think it's an absolutely ludicrous idea to tie a piece of rope around your neck and think that's a really nice thing to do. I hate neckties. I just I wish the them. bow tie looked better on me. Like, I would love to do a bow tie every day. That would be the greatest thing. So, yeah. so with that, yesterday, for example, yesterday, I usually wear the same type of, you know, golf sweater type thing. Yesterday, I, they were all in the wash. And I wanted to wear blue pants. And so I just grabbed a sport coat. And I wore a sport coat. No tie. Long sleeve. Well, you know, long sleeve dress shirt, sport coat, no tie, and I ended. I did take the tie off, as I normally do, but it was interesting. Nothing changed. Like nobody looked at me differently. I didn't have more meetings set. There was no difference from me being in a sport coat than me being in a sweater. Yeah, sport coats don't matter. Like, at what point are we going to to move away from this? really nice, you know, dress up for customers to be normal and natural. Not, but you said you didn't have more meetings. Did you have meetings, face-to-face meetings scheduled with customers? Uh, no. 
Yeah, see, that's the challenge. Because we've got this set, definite appointment. And the people that I'm meeting with, they've set the dress code. Our mm-hmm. team mm-hmm. set the dress code. It's expected to wear a sport coat or tie. And I'm thinking, all right, I can do that. I look like I'm wearing a tent, but I can do that. And what does it do to the customer? It tells them you're taking it seriously. But I'm not exactly. saying wear a tracksuit. Like, I'm not. I, I mean, there, there's something different. I mean, because oh, that would velvet, be really nice cool. velvet, nice velour tracksuit. That would be, would be awesome. awesome. That would be so good. I'm not suggesting that, though. But you're right. There is something that says, you know, dressing up nice. I know people who wear a suit every single day in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. white shirt and tie every single day. Every day. I'm curious. Does it say something to the... So, well, let me, let me tell you about pet, selling pest control. Selling pest control, there was many times where I dressed up. You know, they give you the standard, you're wearing shorts and, you know, a, a polo shirt with a logo on it and you are a baseball cap. So that was, that was the standard. Now, there was a couple days I wanted to try it out. I said, well, what happens if I look better? And so I dressed nicer. I had on, you know, a nice, nice jacket. I put on slacks. You know, I didn't wear my baseball cap. I just combed my mm-hmm. hair. And so I looked, I, I thought I looked really good. And then when I went door to door, I had less success that day than I did when I looked like I had just rolled around in dirt. And it's because people come to expect you in that certain look and certain attire. If you show up in a shirt and tie at somebody's door, they're going to think you're either selling vacuums or you're Mormon missionaries, one of the two. Yeah, and you're exactly correct. When I was going door-to-door all dressed up, people didn't see me as a worker. They saw me as a salesperson. Mm-hmm. And so I was immediately labeled as, oh, this person's trying to sell me something. And my pitch was all about, hey, we're right down the street. Because we, we were, we had a truck. We got a truck in the area. Love to come by, spray your house. We'll give you a discount because we're here with the truck. And then we'll set it up for ongoing. And so, but help us out because we're right here. We're just spraying. I looked like I was just spraying. Like I looked like I was, I was just out spraying and just not out just selling. And it helped out tremendously. So are you suggesting that your attire is a reflection of the environment that you sell in? Ooh, because different environments are going to require different outfits for sure. For sure. But in, in the financial world where I'm at, do I need to wear a shirt and tie every day? Or can I wear, like, a polo? I mean, does somebody want to say, oh, yeah, I don't want to deal with a, a bank teller. I want to deal with a, you know, somebody bank else. president. And I think it depends on the people you're trying to attract. If you're looking for very successful people, yeah, there's the old saying, dress for success. And I think very successful people mostly tend to live up to that. Mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, really like a pair of baggy Levi's flip-flops and a pullover. That's like, it. to see you not in flip-flops is a rare day. I know. Because, in my head, a very successful day for me would be walking on the beach. 
<laughs> so that's just a constant reminder. I'm dressing for <laughs> success, exactly. But but think about it. Your customers, <clears throat> they expect you to show up a certain, with a certain look. And it's going to convey to them, this is the person I want to do business with because A, he takes it serious. B, he's obviously successful at it. And C, you're just a snappy dresser and probably a fine dancer. But... I don't think it's going to make a big big difference if you're not meeting with people. However, there's also the little bit. It's You work, well, you don't work remote anymore. You have an office that you go to now. Yep. For people who work remotely, it makes a huge difference in your outlook when you get up and you get ready. When you it say your does. outlook, your personal your personal outlook, the way you approach the day is completely different when you're putting on your work uniform, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you're, if you're a hard hat guy and you're going to work and you're selling in that environment, when you put that hard hat on, there's credibility to the other people who are looking at you, right? He knows what he's doing. I think that's true. And you have to dress the part for the product or the environment that you're selling in. Mm-hmm. Let's touch on that really quickly on working from home and then we'll swing around because I think there's there's something that says of being just a sloppy dresser and personal hygiene that I think we can touch on. But before we get there, let's let's definitely talk about this work from home because work from home, yes, you can work in pajamas. Majority of the day when I'm working from home, nobody's going to see me ever. And I can put something, I can put a background behind me. Like there's nothing if, if worst case scenario, I actually have a suit coat hanging up like what, two arms lengths away where I can get up and throw on a suit coat if I needed. <laughs> so, so it's, it's all there. What you said though, is something different. It's getting in the mentality of waking up, getting dressed, going through the motions. Like it's not just getting dressed and throwing on clothes. It's actually going through the motions of actually getting ready for the day. Yeah. It's, it's kind of that first step. It's preparation, mm-hmm. and it mentally prepares you to get in the game. And when you don't do it, when I didn't do it, I mean, hypothetically, when I didn't do it, uh, you, yeah, you just you just feel like the whole day is casual, and you treat it just as a casual day. Pretty much, and I think it falls in line with what Dr. Amy Cuddy says about fake it till you become it. Mm-hmm. And the power pose, the, you know, the superhero pose, the victory pose. I think it plays in the same frame as those. When you're dressing the part, you're more likely to act the part. Yeah. Now, th- we're talking about clothes, and we have been for a while. And so clothes, making sure they're not sloppy, making sure they're not crazy wrinkled, um, just, you know, making sure that the buttons are buttoned up, just looking put together. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, there are a lot of people who I see who technically they're dressed up, but they're traveling and it just was unfolded. Um, they didn't take time to press it. It's your, I mean, in conferences are a great example of that. You can see who's taking the time and it looks like they haven't traveled. And then you look around, you can definitely see the people who looks like they have traveled. And it's funny if they're just like coming from their house. Um, but it's it's taking the time to make sure that everything's nice and neat and put together. Yeah. It's preparation. And I remember, I can't remember who it was. It was J. Paul Getty or 
Oh, I probably shouldn't tell the story unless I can back it up, but I'm going to tell it anyway. The, a reporter asked him, if you lost everything and you only had minimum wage and you had no other resources, what's the first thing you would do to become successful again? It's, and his response kind of changed the way I think about this. He said that he would save enough money to buy the finest suit and go to the finest restaurant because that's where he would meet other people who were successful and he wanted to look the part and he could have a conversation when he looked the part. Why go to the restaurant? It's where, or for lunches. That's where people go. Interesting. Yeah. He said because he wanted to look the part. Now, I'm not saying that that's an absolute requirement. I'm saying that's going to take one obstacle out of the way that you can control. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. And I say this knowing that I need a haircut and have needed a haircut for a couple of weeks. You know, it's not <laughs> dress. Dress is one, you know, personal grooming is another, you know, personal hygiene. There's nothing. Yeah. I mean, when somebody is trying to sell me something and I don't want to be next to them for whatever reason it might be, that doesn't help the sale at all. There's something, whether it's, you know, whether, you know, something in your personal hygiene that says, huh, you're not quite ready, or I'm not wanting to hang around enough to be able to find out what you're selling. So make sure you take care of personal grooming as well. Absolutely. And the reason I think that he, he does, he said he would buy the suit and go to the nice place for lunch to meet other people who are successful, uh, goes back to grandma's old saying, birds of a feather flock together. Mm-hmm. Success draws success. And I, I, I think it's, a, it's just a great way of preparing for the day. Now, I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I was just, the reason I was quiet is because I was reflecting. It was a beautiful self-reflection of, huh, what do I need to do differently? Because there are several things where I could improve on oh, not only how I dress, personal grooming, whatever it is. There's definitely things that I can improve on. See, there's two things in life that I absolutely hate with a passion. I, and it's really funny because growing up, you always look forward to the day you could shave, right? That you needed to shave. Uh-huh. I hate shaving. I hate <laughs> shaving. I hate shaving and I hate neckties. Those two things? Oh, just drive me crazy. Necktie, really? That's that's your sticking point. Well, it's one of many. Oh, I'm a, bo- a bolo tie? Uh, no, I don't want to do up my top button. Think about it. Who invented the necktie? Um, and why do we put such emphasis on a necktie? Because it's like a scarf. It's, a it's like a scarf? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But why do we put emphasis on it? Because think about it. The President of the United States, when always he goes to a meeting, tie. not always, sometimes a golf, he comes over, you know, I mm-hmm. remember President Obama coming across in polo shirts. But whenever he's going to meet somebody else, he put a tie on. It's a show of respect, and I understand all that. Who, who designated the show of respect? I want to have a talk with them. What else would you like instead? Like have like a small kitten? Well, go back to 
go back to the days of ancient Rome. I'd go back to a toga. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah. That's going to be, we're going to start this, we're going to start this movement. Um, by the way. I'm in. According to moderntie.com, we can thank the Croatians for the necktie. See? But the French made it a fashion staple it is today. The origin of the necktie can be traced back to the 17th century during the Thirty Years' War. Thirty Years' War. So maybe it was used as a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> I think here, it was. Here, tie That's this what thing they... around your neck and let us help. Yeah, that's pretty funny. That's how they treated prisoners. So <laughs> by wearing a necktie, you're supporting war. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it that. Dressing now, I... up, making sure that you're dressed up more than the next person. It it really is important, I, and I, I kind of poke fun at it, but it's it's really a nice message. It's a clean message, and it's a powerful message to send to your customer that you are taking it seriously and that you're ready to engage. And even in, even when you're working remotely, get yourself ready before you sit down at your desk. And it's really difficult to do as a remote employee. Sometimes that's challenging. And if if I've just got a couple tasks that I'm going to do. It's hard to get yourself in the right mindset without looking the part. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm thinking. As much as I hate it. Yet it's one of those things that signals to other people that you're ready. There is there is a challenge though when you take it too far. There is a challenge when you dress up and you're way over the top. I think we've all been to a sales event and we know exactly who that individual is. Who just overdresses oh, yeah. constantly. So you're telling me I should leave my tails home? The I mean, they're, they're spectacular. And you look, <laughs> you look great. But there's a difference between that one step above the, you know, just dressing one step above versus taking it over the top. Showing because off. Because nobody likes that person ever. Yeah. Yep, and th- and you know, if if you're really trying to outdo, and oh, this is going to get me in trouble. Oh, are you going to drop names? Think no, but I'm going to be edgy. If Ooh. you, uh, yeah, you just think about social media, and you see the guys that are pumped up and they're uh, ripped and they're they're just showing off that this uh, is. You, you do follow me. Yeah, or you show up as the woman and you've got the uh, the Botox that's overdone and your face won't move because it's so paralyzed. Then you start to go, okay, it's time to back away <laughs> and uh-huh. maybe turn it down a little bit. Take it off the 11 setting and move it back, back down to a 5. <laughs> it's something that's going to make you – there's a fine line between staying connected with your client base, being approachable, mm-hmm. Being somebody that somebody wants to have a good conversation with. Like you want that conversation, them to be able to say, hey, let's just go grab a lunch. Like you seem that type of person where we can just go and hang out. You want to come across with that feel. You also want just that one tiny step and dress above what your client's going to be wearing. Yep. Or your prospect or whomever you're speaking with. But that's the challenge is if I have clients come in shirt and, or, you know, just a t-shirt and shorts, well, I'm wearing a t-shirt and slacks. 
No, pro- probably not. A- Nobody's going to come visit me. No, <laughs> there's still there's still that minimal line of professionalism that I do need to maintain. And if you're coming across to your podcast co-host and you're wearing a golf shirt and he's wearing a tie, don't take it personally. He's not Mike, trying to show you actually, up. Can we actually take a picture right now? <laughs> would, would you be willing <laughs> no, to do because, that? No, the, yeah, this, this I, will be great. This will be great. We'll, we'll take a picture right now so everybody can see. And nobody's going to get it until you actually listen to the podcast all the way through, almost to the end. And then you're going to make sense of, oh, I see why they took the picture. Let's do it, right. Mike. We're on. Ready? Wait, wait, wait. We need to explain that I'm in a motel room. I'm in a residence inn. It, literally, not... it really looks, it, it doesn't even look like a residence inn. It looks like a Hotel Six. I'm, I'm in a residence inn and I'm actually wearing an old pair of, an old gaming headset. But all right, I'll take a picture. Just four, three. <laughs> Okay, I'm not sure why we took that, but because that that's going up. Because I well, I nor I have you know I put some random furniture in the background as well, so your background I'm... might actually look better. But yeah, I guess that I guess this will be the reason why we don't actually uh, do this video is so we can wear whatever we want. But it goes back to what you're saying, Mike. I'm I'm at least glad that I got dressed up for today's today's meeting, our podcast. This is really good. Dress for success, Mike. Dress for success. That's what they tell me. All right. So now I can't figure out how to get rid of this thing. All there good. Go. All right. On this week's episode of the Selling Podcast, we talked about, well, a little bit about personal hygiene, but more about dressing <laughs> the part. Dress the part. You want to make sure that you look like somebody wants to engage with you. You want, let's say that a little differently, because that could come off really weird. (laughs) (laughs) It could be awkward. Well, it depends. (laughs) Depends on what you're selling. Make sure that you're dressed so that clients and customers and prospects want to engage in a conversation. Yes. It's, it's. Oh, well, I, I don't such a fine exactly. There's such a fine line between <laughs> professionalism and you know being personable. Well, and there's no. I'm not going to go there. You're going to cut this part out. No, I'm not going to say it if you're not going to cut it out, Scott. <laughs> then what you're going to have to do, Mike, is th- this will be a great tease. You're going to have to if you stop the recording. I have no recourse because the recording will be stopped. See everybody. Well, that's a good Until point. next week. That's a good point. I get to hear what Mike's going to say. If you want to hear what Mike's about to say, go ahead and email him. Mike at the selling podcast.com. Scott, so you it's been a pleasure. Say, oh, no, I'm, gonna hang, I'm hanging up. I'm going to talk the recording <laughs> and then I'll tell you. Well, I'm so excited what you're going to say. All right. It's see you guys. All about 